Hello, and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I am Michael Filios, founder and CEO of IT Ally, and a CDO editorial board member. And we are partnering with CDO Magazine, MIT CDO IQ, and the International Society of Chief Data Officers in a series of interviews. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Balaram TD, Vice President, uh, Chief, Data Anna, Chief Data and Analytics Officer at Artera Services. Balaram, welcome to the program. Great to be here. Thank you, Michael. My pleasure. I know we have a lot to, to get to, so let's dive right in. Um, so Balaram, tell us a little bit more about your interest in data, AI, and, and digital technologies and how this uh, influenced your background and prepared you for your current role today as Chief Data and Analytics Officer. Yeah, but, like, uh, thank you. Um, growing up, you know, I was always captivated by these puzzles and patterns. You know, Little did I know this fascination would actually shape up into this career of a data leader. It's a part of the evolution that happened. The main thing that happened was that the turning point in my journey came when I was given an opportunity to design a data warehouse for GA Plastics way back in 2000. And it was a very pivotal moment where I witnessed the firsthand incredible power of data and its profound impact on the businesses, right? So, you know, when I got this, when I saw the results, I got the appreciation, whatnot, you know, that experience has really sparked a fire within me to explore the vast potential of data in transforming organization. It has been there for a while, right? Even AI we are speaking today has been there. People have always known data is there. Uh, but I, through my career, as it progressed, I ventured into the world of consulting, working on both the front end and the back end. So I got used to technologies specifically, right? Um, in various industries, you know, that this exposure actually provided me uh, with, a, with a valuable experience of navigating this unique data challenges faced by all these sectors, you know, can be healthcare, it can be construction, you know, different, everyone had their own lens into it. It was during this time that I realized the importance of data management and analytics techniques and leveraging digital technologies to gain this competitive edge. So one of the highlights is uh, of my journey was the opportunity to build a global data analytics team from scratch in a company called Red Hat. This experience taught me the delicate balance between the data-driven decision-making and cultivating a data-centric culture for uh, within organizations, right? Now, I became like a translator, bridging the gap between IT and the business, you know, like um, leading to various digital transformation projects along the way. Um, my storytelling capability actually got, you know, somebody in my audience referred me to a professor in UGA. So his name is Rick Watson. And we had interviews and say, hey, can you teach a fintech course? And I said, yeah, I know maybe 70% I can link it. But that, um, you know, they went, you know, and I went through his majority technology and also data and digital. So that led to me a part-time professor, like an adjunct professor role in fintech and further my passion in transformational power of data. Um, yeah, so and that's how in a, the second question, like how it prepared me for this data, just looking at the background of my various exposures, right? And being this tech translator, a change agent, and you know, having my diverse experience really put me like a holistic perspective, allowing me to you know, comprehend these uh, unique challenges and opportunities that arise within different business contexts. In, in this current company, this is Artura is a infrastructure services company. It's a private equity firm. We a lot of mergers and acquisitions. We get companies together. So 
data is so key for us to to really change it. So that's how my I, it prepared me to this. So it's an evolutionary journey. As you know, the CDO role doesn't have a fixed job description, various backgrounds. That's why it's so exciting, even being in this community, to have exposure to so much variety of peoples and learning from them. So this is sure. a long answer, but hopefully it gave you a background. <laughs> well, it's, it's a great segue because all of that experience, I'm sure, has brought forward some challenges for you, right? And, and I think our audience would love to hear more about some of those challenges that you faced and, and more specifically, how did you overcome them either in this current role or previous roles um, that you've experienced? Yep, yep. Yeah, so, yeah. So some of the challenges you're asking? Yes, yes, for sure. Oh, yeah. So the, the one of the key ones is always the data quality and the governance, right? And, you know, being very mindful about the utilization of the data by the end customers or the business. Um, you can get lost in data. So the challenge was always um, the end. Um, you, you deliver a data product, business uses it, they get success, and then there's no control feedback loop, right? You know, how long they're going to use it. So mm -hmm. making sure that consistency is there, that feedback loop is strong so that we, we do the required surgical corrections and being very mindful about what features are we focused to maintain the quality the governance around it, you know, the regulations, all everything involved, right? So keeping the footprint smaller, but very highly impactful. So the challenge has been that and is around how can we get more uh, skin in the game for the business, like between the data consumers and data producers, um, we can talk about these data contracts and making them talk, make sure that there's no data drift happening just because business is changing, our models are a little outdated. So how do we keep ahead of it? How do we um, have some policies and processes and some guidelines, always creating those guardrails around with some framework like CRISPM and things like that uh, so that we maintain the quality and the trust mostly of the business. Um, so that they can give more challenging these projects or, you know, bring us more onto the discussion table of the board or bring us, bring us closer um, to the business strategy that initially, you know, we, as data leaders, we need to really break the ice and get into it, like getting closer to the business. So unless they're comfortable with what we can offer, the chair will not be there for us to go and represent us. So, that has always been like you know, sitting in the back and making sure people can share their dirty laundry of data so that they're comfortable to share and uh, work with me. Uh, that has been the challenge of maintaining that quality and trust uh, once delivered. And I think, again, this goes sort of uh, uh, to the next question, which talks about aligning those those strategies, you know, with with your different stakeholders and making sure they're they're uh, meeting the business objectives. So um, maybe you can talk a little bit about that and, and the nature of the different entities that you support uh, inside of Artera, but more generally, how do you ensure that what the data team is doing is highly focused on what the business objectives are? Absolutely. We have like a quarterly readout with an executive team. We intentionally keep ourselves very uh, open and accountable um, so that they know, okay, this three months, this is what we have in a backlog. This is what we are focused on. And the business understands what we, what uh, the impact, not only the business, even 
the team member knows the value they're providing so that there's no distraction on the shiny object syndrome, right? So we want to make sure that we are st staying on course and with um, a proper understanding about where this the impact's happening. That brings a lot of um, positivity in the team and also the buy-in. Uh, it's it's an all-in-all like a win-win situations. But having these quarterly um, meetings that we have with executives showing what we have, what progress we have, even very incremental, you know, sometimes we may not have significant, we have a lot of blockers. They they will be mindful about us rather than point fingers. They don't know, right, what happens in the back end. Uh, mm -hmm. We might be dealing with a very uh, heavy lift of a quality issue that outcome is not there, but having very close loop with the business uh, helps us. So, that's how one of the ways which like keeping open communication channel, uh, creating a safety net for the team, uh, making sure they understand the priorities, having like, you know, less is more mindset. Like, you know, uh, that's how we, I'll try to mitigate as much as we can. Yeah, I, I like the less is more uh, uh, component. I'm sure you mentioned this earlier, too, that you don't want to boil the ocean with these kinds of initiatives. You've got to show value quickly. So. Maybe you can give some examples of, of how you've been able to rapidly deliver value, even though we're talking about big topics like AI and, and innovation and, and pretty sophisticated stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So um, when I joined, the, 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 the way it happened is the CFO of Artera, um, Kwan said like, hey, we have this data, all these trucks, all the telematics data we have for uh, like eight operating companies. We have data, right, you know, but we would like to have insights into it. Like, how can we get? So right now, maybe a consulting firm is providing us every monthly report of just our assets across the companies and how they're all the way from not only the, uh, the registry of assets, but how much gas these trucks. These are heavy trucks that actually work in the construction field. So the, the fuel burn and the repairs and maintenance and all these information and can we share what which is leased rental that type of information data is there but there's no uh quick um insights for the business to take some decisions so the to give an example right you know it's all about every it depends on the culture of the business and, and you know the how much of data mindset individual the, the organization dna has mm -hmm. so coming to a fresh plate like you know it has been uh I cannot go and ask like X number of dollars to get the ball rolling. So it's mm -hmm. leveraging the existing technologies. What can we do? So this is Microsoft shop, preliminary most of the shop. So I used that and then leverage the cloud uh, technology to, the, you know, ingest this data as a, like, you know, like a bubblegum ductive. Just because of the crawl stage, I want to show the proof of value. Mm -hmm. So we had this, all these, uh, wherever these um, reports are there in individual systems, emails were sent onto this uh, one inbox. And the, from there, we used some Python to process that, put it in the cloud and give a report. So that was the first step in the door. Yep, I could get like a, a clear bird eyes view across the board. And that's when the journey started. The trust started building in. And um, you use all kinds of techniques in, in, in as you grow, right? So one sure. is definitely the change, another is the communication and making sure you are out there as part of a CDO um, role. Um, Artera is the company's, my company's name is Artera. 
So I put an SM in the front and made it Smart Terra. So everyone saw like, oh, try find your smart guys. You know, I thought like people give you a lot of slack. But uh, you know, it's a great culture. The company has a great culture, and there's they, when you have some creativity or innovation, they really support it. So Arter has been awesome. So it's um, and so when when the smarter had a challenge of you know we need to live up to the standards of being smart. So we started delivering value, and there's been a they they got the context, and uh, we did all kinds of uh, techniques of change management and also for data governance, we spinned out a project called uh, Project Moneyball. If you've seen the Moneyball movie, so that people know why Moneyball is like, yeah, there's so much of value. And you get some kind of icebreaker and getting into them mm-hmm. and explaining them and s- explaining complex concepts, like even for uh, the forecasting, predicting, the data, mi- data mining, the um, uh, feature engineering, what's the data preparation, Think simple things like this crisp DM framework I was talking about that says like what upfront time you're spending rather than jumping immediately into solutioning. Like, you know, if you if you look at the crisp DM format, it goes with business understanding, data understanding, then data preparation. That's where they create, they identify the um, various uh, uh, features, right? They're the, called feature in your data preparation. And then comes the modeling then you have a deployment and then you have monitoring, right? So there is this process that we don't want to jump just because of leadership pressure to just go and do it. Go through this process as the wise and make sure you have a proper solid use case before you go behind the project. So that kind of motor really helped us to bring out, explain this complex AI, you know, the new generative AI, explain to the people what AI really is. Do you really have a business use case for AI? You shouldn't do for the use, for the sake of doing AI kind of, right? So those are all things um, came in. So, yeah. Okay, terrific. Well, uh, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. And to learn more about CDO Magazine or to view more interviews, please visit cdomagazine.tech. Thanks again. Thank you.